The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the fourth chapter. When evening had come, Jesus said to the disciples, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased, and there was a calm, dead calm. He said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? The Gospel of the Lord. An email arrived in my inbox on Thursday morning from an insurance company. Under different circumstances, I wouldn't have even bothered reading it, much less opening it, but both the subject line and its timing drew me in. The subject line, preparing for a severe weather event. The opening paragraphs read as follows. With the right preventative measures, you can minimize structural damage from nature's worst weather events while keeping your people safe. At Church Mutual Insurance, we put the know-how of 120 years' worth of experience into our natural disaster info kit. You'll gain key insight on how to stay safe before, during, and after severe weather, allowing you to keep going strong through it all. What makes the message particularly timely is probably not what you think. It's not the fact that we are in the season of severe weather, though clearly that's what prompted the timing of this company's message, but rather that we are in the fifth week after Pentecost. Now, I know you didn't expect me to say that. We are in the fifth week of the season of Pentecost, and the assigned gospel reading for today, as you've heard twice now, is none other than the story of Jesus calming the storm on the Sea of Galilee. I couldn't help but think to myself, well, now, if only the disciples had known the importance of weather preparedness, then maybe, just maybe, they would not have ventured out under the inky blackness of the night sky to cross the Sea of Galilee, which is well known to be subject to sudden, unpredictable, and violent storms putting both boats and their passengers in great peril. But then again, no amount of weather knowledge, or any kind of know-how for that matter, could have prepared the disciples for what they experienced that night in the boat. After a full day of teaching and ministry, Jesus invited the disciples to cross the Galilee to the other side. In spite of the lateness of the hour, and without any apparent hesitation, the disciples and Jesus set out together in a first-century wooden boat. Jesus 
was asleep in the stern with his head resting on a cushion when the storm broke out. Now, mind you, this was not just any old storm, certainly not of the garden variety kind as we know them, but rather a storm of the most severe kind, the kind that interrupts your evening activity with sirens, the kind that preempts your favorite television show with warnings. Remember, four of the disciples in that boat were seasoned fishermen. In all likelihood, when it came to storms on the sea, they'd seen it all. Pelting rain, loud thunder, great bolts of lightning, relentless wind. But on that night, that storm left even them terrified. They knew their lives were in danger, and frightened to death, they cried out to a sleeping Jesus, Teacher, don't you care? Don't you care that we're perishing? And that's when Jesus woke up and said, Peace, be still. And that's when the wind and the waves ceased and there was a dead calm. Do you see? Just like in Genesis, the power of the word of God was on display, accomplishing precisely what it said. Remember, you remember how it goes in Genesis. God said, let there be light and there was light. God said, let the waters and the earth bring forth living creatures, and there were fish and birds and wild animals. And then God said, let us make humankind in our own image, and there was you and me. It's just like that here. From the middle of the sea, in the midst of a storm, in a wooden boat being battered and tossed about, Jesus said, peace, be still, And everything stopped. Even the wind and the waves obeyed. And there was this great and mighty calm. At his command and by his word, and just like that, the wind quieted and the sea became like glass, still and untroubled. But that's not all that settled down. Let's not overlook the fact that the same great calm that overtook the wind and the waves swept over and blew through the souls of those terrified disciples as well. The Bible tells us that in one moment they feared for their lives, but in the very next they were filled with great awe. Overcome by an inner peace and calm, they were transformed, changed, moved from a posture of worry to worship, from a posture of anxiety to awe. Peace, said Jesus, be still. And the water and the wind and even the souls of the disciples were stilled and quieted, calmed and untroubled. There's plenty of cause to be frightened and anxious and worried these days. Storms are brewing all around us. Storms are raging all around us. Some of the storms are overwhelmingly big 
and complicated and very public. And we are witnessing and watching and working against them together. But there are also personal storms, the kind that unfold privately in the doctor's office, at home, at work, the nature of which only you know, the intensity of which we can only imagine. Sometimes it feels like we ourselves are in a wooden vessel in the middle of the sea, in the middle of the night, in the middle of a violent and raging windstorm, and our little boat feels as though it is about to break apart. And that's when we cry out, just like the disciples, Jesus, don't you care? Don't you care that we are perishing? Don't you care that I am perishing? We cry out in despair and terror and desperation and hope. And then we wait. And we hold our breath. And we wait some more. We wait for the sleeping Jesus to wake up and rebuke the storm, to wake up and unleash his power and authority, to wake up and command peace. How long, O oh Lord? How long must we wait until the storms stop? We have to ask, because experience tells us that not every storm is interrupted. In fact, it seems most are not. The hurricane hits, the earthquake happens, the tornado comes, the diagnosis stands, the prognosis remains, today's news is the same as yesterday's. Is it possible that Jesus doesn't care after all? No. Absolutely not. The biblical witness tells us otherwise. It insists that Jesus does care. It insists that Jesus anticipates your cry and is at the ready even before you recognize that you are in danger. And it insists that Jesus is right here right now, standing by your side, speaking to your soul, saying, peace, and whispering, be still. That is a peace and a stillness that we can count on because we've seen the power of God's word to accomplish what it says. Evidence is everywhere in scripture. Evidence is everywhere around us. Finally, when our own troubled souls are stilled and quieted by the peace that can only come from Jesus Christ, we are able perhaps more than ever, to hear, to truly hear the cries from people who are facing their own storms, wind-blown and battered, troubled and frightened. They ask this question, the question of the disciples, don't you care? Don't you care that we're perishing? And that's when Christ speaks a word of peace into their souls. And perhaps that word is spoken through you, by your own word and deed, by your compassionate act, by your love. 
God knows the stormy places in this world need just such a word. Peace. Amen.